Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and fabulous Monday morning. I'll trust everybody had a good night's rest and ready to hit the day running. And uh, appreciate you all tuning in each and every day for these morning devotions. And uh, I hope that these, uh, the Lord will use these uh, to encourage you and to uh, uh, help you in your uh, walk with the Lord. That's the goal. Keep hearing, oh, okay. I thought I cut that music off and it's still playing. I thought, what's that noise? <laughs> but I hope that uh, this will give you some encouragement to get your day going right. And uh, that, that's the whole point of, of these devotions is um, to encourage you, uh, to help you, uh, to get you excited for the day. I'm trying to think of uh, the morning devotions as a little uh, morning pe uh, pep rally, if you will, and uh, to get you motivated, to get you excited. You know, when you get ready to have a... Uh, ball game you know for any college or high school we uh, you know you always have the uh, uh, those pep rallies like I told you before uh, you know when I was in high school we were the ones that started the uh, pep club uh, me and a few friends and uh, I mean we was all time making the banners and I uh, mean that we we tried to scream the loudest uh, uh, and try to get the the guys motivated for the football game or whatever it was and it was exciting you know we loved our school we enjoyed uh, 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 doing it, it was uh, camaraderie, and uh, we really just uh, those those uh, brought together a, a close knit group of friends uh, to do that. And uh, in fact, we even had shirts made up and everything to uh, uh, to wear because we were we were excited. We loved what we our what our school was and what it represented. Well, we should love Jesus Christ. Uh, and and we represent him as ambassadors for Christ, and uh, you know so each morning you know, uh, uh, you know I want to be kind of your 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 coach <laughs> you know your inspiring coach if you will uh, you know and when uh, it's uh, the ball and all the uh, during halftime and it's uh, the second quarter and and uh, maybe the team is down a few points and the coach comes in and and you know, says win one for the old Gipper and <laughs> try to try to encourage and inspire. Uh, uh, those uh, those boys to get out there and fight and uh, that much harder to uh, to bring about victory and and so that's what I want to do with these devotions is to uh, to get you motivated to get you excited as you go on and out out and about with your day and uh, so that uh, when when the old devil attacks uh, you can uh, be equipped uh, to fight back. Uh, when those uh, evil forces are present, because it's going to happen. I mean, it's just the old devil attacks daily, and it could come out through anger or jealousy or, uh, you know, dealing with obnoxious coworkers or <laughs> whatever the case may be, uh, you know, a uh, car not running right or, you know, it's just whatever, it's not, any number of things. And uh, so well, let's be equipped. Let's be ready and prepared. And uh, let's just have a good day. You know, we can have that mindset, oh, it's Monday. I hate Mondays. I don't want to get up. I don't want to go. Well, guess what? You're not alone. 99.9% .9 of every person that woke up this morning is thinking, I want to stay in bed. I don't want to go. And uh, it just, uh, it's so weird that uh, throughout the whole work week, you think, man, I could sleep all day. And then weekend comes and you can have the ability to sleep all day and you're up 
earlier than what you would normally be if he was to go to work while awake. It is not fair, you know. But uh, just uh, thus is life, so to speak. But, uh, but anyway, let's get motivated this morning. Let's get excited for the Lord. And let's just hit this day with uh, running with uh, all the gusto that we can muster. And, uh, you know, I... Uh, each morning, try to hit on something uh, in regards to the uh, political world, but uh, this morning I think I want to skip that. Let's. Um, I think it's pretty evident uh, what's going on out there and the, the hypocrisy of the liberal left, and uh, uh, it's it's clear. Uh, you know, I want to uh, uh, get people excited, like I said, for the Lord and, and get you motivated, and uh, you know. Unless there's something just specifically that needs to be addressed from a biblical perspective, I, I think I want to cut out uh, some of the political commentary. I kind of felt like it was necessary there for a little while, but I'm kind of feeling the leading of the Spirit to kind of wane from that. But Because uh, I want to, uh, my main focus this morning is I want you to learn, I want you to be excited. And uh, man, you know, I know not everybody's a morning person. You know, I uh, I am a uh, I'm definitely a morning person. I get up, man. I'm ready to joke. I'm ready to have fun. I'm ready to hit the ground running. But now come midday, I'm I'm dragging. But uh, there's I mean, like I said, I told you many times in high school or even in college. You know, I was I'm, I'm peppy and ready to go in the mornings, and people look at me and say, "Somebody ought to kill you." <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, I can't help that. But I. <laughs> So I have my wife and daughter, they're not big in the mornings either, but uh, I remember growing up, even my mother and, and sister, they, they wasn't like it. But now dad and I, we were always ready to go and uh, excited uh, when we got up in the morning. So I know I'm a, maybe a little more enthusiastic than most at this time of the morning, but uh, hey, let's uh, let's get excited. All right, we got a great day ahead of us. Let's let us use it. Uh, to serve the Lord, okay? Well, I think that right now would be an excellent time to do our Pledge of Allegiance. So let me get that up here. There we go. So that those on uh, the uh, our church website can do that. So let us stand. And let's place our hand over our hearts and say the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Remember that, my friends. One nation under God. Yeah, it just uh, ticks me off to see uh, how the DNC wanted to omit that. And the as I was talking about uh, last night uh, when I was uh, preaching, that... Uh, uh, these fact checkers are deliberately lying, trying to say that, that is false. People, you can you can Google it. You can go to YouTube. You can see it with your own eyes. They deliberately omitted it. All right, they don't want anything to do with God. This this nation was founded under the Judeo the Judeo Christian ethic. Well, we are not a theistic uh, nation. Uh, we have the ability to worship and believe how everybody anybody wants to. And uh, but we know there's one true God. But uh, these great men who uh, uh, developed our system of laws and, and our constitution uh, were basing those on biblical uh, standards. And uh, those who say that that isn't true do not know their history. And uh, it always amazes me the the ignorance 
and the use of separation of church and state, separation of church and state. That gets on my nerves so bad I can't see straight. Not in the Constitution. It was in a letter penned by Thomas Jefferson, and that what he was referring to is the government does not have the right to interfere or impede our free right to worship. And uh, so it's actually quite the opposite of what people try to use that and to silence Christians and from praying at school or praying before a ball game. It, the government does not have a right to interfere and to say that we can't. So this freedom from religion uh, organization uh, can really, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, kiss it. So, uh, so it is, um, uh, we have the free right to worship. And this nation was founded under uh, those things that, uh, you know, for no other reason, the moral law alone. And if there was a moral law, there has to be a moral law giver, and that is God Almighty. And uh, my friends, the fact that uh, those from the liberal left want to push out the things of God is uh, is indicative and of what they their platform is all about. They're about everything that is the antithesis of God's word. And uh, my friends, it's time for Christians to stand true and to stand tall and to, to do what is right in God's eyes. Now, my friends, let's go ahead and look at our Bibles this morning. We're looking at Matthew chapter 7, verse 9. And if you don't have those immediately available for you, I bring that up so that you can read along if you so desire. Matthew 7, 9. Or what man is there of you whom, if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Now, as like I always say, me Peppy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of two hearts. Now, I want to, even though that was the, the main verse, uh, you know, each morning on social media, I put on there uh, the, the verse of the day, and that's the verse of the day. But I would, uh, if you would bear with me, I would like to back up and read, um, let's see here, starting with verse 7. Uh, through 10. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? I was going to go to verse 11. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Now, here's the thing. You know, we have Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount, uh, the Beatitudes that we're looking at, uh, talk, you know, we're looking at the eight characteristics of a Christian, a born-again Christian, uh, the things that uh, we need to be demonstrating uh, in our lives, uh, particularly the fruits of the Spirit, uh, But uh, which obviously is not in the Beatitudes, the uh, fruits of the Spirit's in a different part of the Bible, but, uh, but nonetheless, these eight characteristics uh, should uh, be uh, producing those good fruits of the Spirit, as I was referring to. So uh, I'm trying to say that to avoid any confusion there. But now here's the thing, that um, we need to make sure that we're spending uh, quality time in prayer. You know, I think some people see prayer as some mundane, uh, something we have to do each day as a Christian, that, well, that's what I'm supposed to do, so let me say a few words and go on about my day. But we need to make sure that we're spending some real quality, sincere time uh, in the Word of God. Now, many have used these passages 
uh, in, in an erroneous way. You know, you have these uh, uh, peace and prosperity teachers out there that all they are about is, is blessing your pocketbook, so to speak. And they try to say, well, if you ask, you shall receive. And so they want to do name it, claim it, and, and say that, well, when I see this mansion, or I see this Maserati, or I see this uh, Harley Davidson, that I name it and claim it and, and ask that God's going to give it to me. God could care less about your pocketbook and your material possessions. All right, That's just the, the most erroneous, most ignorant way of looking at God's Word. What we are looking at is how that we can have more faith. You know, that's one thing we've been studying in Hebrews. Uh, it's been an excellent study, uh, and I hope that uh, many have learned, uh, and I know that I have gleaned and learned much from that study in Hebrews we've been doing on Sunday night and Wednesday night. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope that you have too. But um, it is the fact that we need to make sure that we're developing more faith, that we, that God, when we ask that we receive, that we ask those things in the Spirit, how that we can draw closer to God, have a more intimate relationship with God. That is the point uh, of these passages. And that by doing so, this will produce those good works, some of those things we were talking about last night and uh, last night's teaching uh, for those, our outdoor service, is that we can produce those good works for Jesus Christ, that we are trying to serve an almighty God, and as a result of our love, uh, we're producing those things that are pleasing and honorable to God's eyes. Now, you know, when if you're not spending that quality time in prayer, how can you draw closer to God? So many people, as I was talking about last night, their, their, their world's in chaos. They don't understand why God isn't blessing them, but yet they're not reading their Bibles. They don't know what God's trying to tell them. So therefore, how can they be obedient? How can they develop more faith? How can they have a better understanding of what God wants for their lives if you're not reading God's Word? Likewise with prayer. We have to spend that quality time of prayer. Well, when people want to say, well, God doesn't answer my prayer. Well, maybe God's not answering the prayer in the way you want. Maybe sometimes God is telling you no. Maybe God is saying, telling you to wait. Uh, you know, those are these these uh, things that we need to, to address and understand when we go to God in prayer. And maybe that we need to be praying with more sincerity. Maybe there's obstacles in our lives that is, that is impeding those prayers. Maybe we are, our actions at work are not demonstrating a, a, that of a, a Christian attitude. Maybe we're, we're not treating our spouse like we're supposed to. You know, we're hindering our prayers by doing that. Uh, maybe we're, you know, it could be any number of things uh, that could be hindering that prayer. So we need to make sure we're addressing those issues. We're resolving those issues. We don't want anything uh, to impede, uh, to get in the way of our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so make sure that and maybe we just need to pray uh, even more fervently. You know, uh, prayer truly changes things. I don't think people understand the power of prayer and how it you know uh, has changed so many lives. You know, um, I know Dad made reference yesterday of uh, Barry Mason. He was part of the Hell's Angels. He got saved. Uh, he uh, uh, come to the church spoke many times. In fact, even his family moved up here from Texas, and they even did a movie about his life. But one thing that he always talked about, he's a good man. I miss him. He's gone on home to be with the Lord, but uh, he's a good man. But he um, uh, talked about how his mother costly prayed. He had a good, godly Christian mother costly prayed for his salvation. Constantly pray that he come to know Jesus Christ. You know, and she could have been many times, I'm sure she thought this is useless. Why do this? I might as well just give up. But she fervently and persistently kept praying. And eventually, God did touch Barry's life in a mighty way and he come to know Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior. You know, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about last night with the walls of Jericho. You know, they persistently and fervently kept marching around those walls. 
you know, for six days. And on the seventh day, they did it seven times, three and a half hours, blew the trumpet, and the walls fell. I, I'm sure that during that six-day period, walk, marching around uh, those walls, uh, it had been easy to, you know, think, well, you know, particularly after the second or third day, you're thinking, you know, what's the point of this? You know, why are we even doing this? This, this isn't accomplishing anything. It's been easy to do that. And I think it's easy to do that in, in our prayer life. Well, what's the point? This isn't accomplishing anything. Why am I even bothering? You know, it's easy to have that kind of attitude, but we have to constantly be persistent and fervent and just keep marching and keep praying. And eventually, those walls will start crumbling down of those hearts that uh, we are concerned about, those individuals we are worried about, that uh, God will eventually make crumble those walls and they'll come to know him before it's too late and that is our ultimate goal to have, to draw closer to god we need to have that that christ-like mind to have a close-knit relationship with christ what is your relationship with christ are you having a true meaningful relationship or do you rarely ever talk to god rarely ever read his word uh, only show up at church in person and then you go back out and the rest of the week and, and, and act just like everybody else in the world and there's no distinction or difference you know, you need to be asking yourself these questions. What what characteristics, just like we were talking about in the Beatitudes, those those eight characteristics uh, of uh, of a Christian, of a born-again Christian, are, do you demonstrate uh, those eight characteristics? Are you demonstrating the fruits of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control? Are you demonstrating all those things? Now, we're, no, we're not perfect. Nobody messes up. But I think sometimes, I'm not talking about every person, they use that as an excuse for foul language and laughing at the dirty jokes or telling the dirty jokes or, or posting things on Facebook that really shouldn't be or uh, you know demonstrating an ungodly Christian attitude, well, I'm not perfect, and use that as an excuse to justify sin. And uh, I've seen that happen a lot uh, throughout the years of, even before I come to ministry, a lot of people use that to justify sin. Well, I'm not perfect. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Good morning, Mrs. Saab. But, um, uh, and so, but that's, the, that's not right. Uh, we don't justify sin. Remember, sin is abhorrent and horrible and ugly in God's eyes. And so we need to hate sin, and we need to make sure that we are separate We are set because we have been set apart from the things of the world. As Christians, we need to be distinctive. And remember, people are watching. If you claim you go to church, if you, if you claim to be a Christian, people are watching you. And if you, you know, it, it is... Um, it makes me think years ago, Dad was talking a story. Hillard Hicks he used to come to the church. Uh, he's gone on home to be with the Lord as well. And uh, I think they were up in uh, South Dakota. I think they was going up to Sturgis. And uh, apparently there was like, uh, um, I don't know, it was like a group of Christian men, uh, some sort of prayer breakfast, if you will, or something. And uh, Hillard, uh, apparently he was watching somebody who claimed to be a uh, a Christian and uh, was very boastful uh, about uh, who he was and what he was doing. And uh, apparently he just sat down to start eating and Hillary called him out and said, aren't you going to pray before you eat or something to that effect? Now, I may not be telling that story exactly. I'd have to ask dad to be sure because I wasn't there. This is just, I'm trying to remember a story that he told. The point is that Hiller, that this individual was watching, you know, Hillary was watching this other person. You know, he's being very boastful, but yet his actions spoke differently than what his words were saying. Are you that person? Are you that person who says one thing and then acts another? But you know, we need to make sure we're spending that, that, that time in prayer. And don't give up. You know, it's so easy to want to give up in our prayers, when we're, particularly when we're praying for somebody else or praying for a situation. It's easy to say, you know what, I've prayed God's not answering and give up. No, be persistent, be fervent, keep praying. And sometimes maybe we just need to sit and listen. 
sometimes we may just need to wait. You know, I'm sure probably heard my little dog barking in the background. He, uh, my wife makes him a little mixture of food up there, and he gets excited. He knows what time she's going to do that. He he barks uh, to uh, remind uh, the excitement to get his food. But my friends, my point is, prayer is important. And make sure that you are spending that quality time. Make sure you're developing your character as a Christian. Remember, we are born-again Christians. Let our actions, our thought, our words, our deeds be, uh, be a representative, an ambassador for Christ. That we are showing that we are indeed Christian. I'm putting on a show. I'm not putting on a show. I'm not putting on airs. But to genuinely demonstrate that we have made a commitment to Jesus Christ. Let's spend that time in prayer, drawing closer to God. Let's spend that time in prayer, praying for other people, praying for those in the church, praying for those who are stuck at home, praying for those who are too sick to get out or too worried to get out. You know, church attendance is, you know, kind of weird right now, you know, because some are afraid to get out. Some have grown too accustomed to watching online. But, you know, we need to make sure we're praying for our churches. Pray for your pastors. Pray for uh, the souls of this nation uh, because we uh, there's a division, a clear division uh, between those who are, are trying to serve the Lord and those who hate God. And uh, let's pray for healing. Let's pray for hearts and minds to be touched in a mighty way. Praying for our police officers. Praying for our military. Let's make sure that we're coming together as Christians, united and as one, praying for those things and those needs. And don't give up. Constantly being persistent and fervent in those prayers. And we can do mighty things if we do those. Do that. So let us pray. Now, Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for another day, another opportunity to serve you. Uh, Lord, help us each and every day to uh, to spend that time with you, to spend that time in the Word, to spend that time in prayer. Lord, let our character demonstrate uh, that we are indeed born-again Christians. And let us serve you well to one day hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them say this prayer, dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, again, I pray that uh, you'll be with this nation, that you bring healing upon this land, that you'll touch the hearts and minds of these individuals, uh, uh, well, everyone in this nation that doesn't know you, that you'll, they'll come to know you before it's too late. Uh, Lord, uh, pray to you a special prayer for our police officers. Lord, let them know that they are loved, they are needed, they are appreciated, and protection about them and their family. Lord, I know their morale is at an all-time low, but Lord, let them be encouraged that uh, there's far more that need them and appreciate them than those who oppose them. And Lord, I just want to lift up a special prayer for Wendy Lee and Kim Penix and uh, Roger uh, Winters and pray that you'll be with uh, Ginger and Troy Hood and pray that you'll be with Linda and David Feathers. And Lord, I want to say a special prayer for uh, Ron and Thelma Thompson. And Lord, please be with my dad. Lord, take away his pain and discomfort. Let him get to feeling better. Lord, be with our present. Give him proper wisdom, knowledge, and discernment in these difficult times. Uh, Lord, I pray that um, protection about him and his family, that our election will be a good uh, will be a good result. Uh, Lord, be with each and every person watching today. Let them have a good, safe, and enjoyable day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, uh, thank you, Mrs. Graves. I appreciate those kind words. Uh, remember, my friends, like I say, let's look at each morning. 
uh, anew. Let us look at each morning uh, with anticipation. Uh, I want this uh, our morning devotions to be that that pep that pep rally uh, to get us uh, ready for the day. To get us ready, you know, uh, like I said, we get ready for the game to face the opposing team. Well, each morning it's not a game; it is a battle, and we will face an opposing team. Let us go out there with enthusiasm. Let's get out there with excitement and know that a strength that we have is not our own; it's only from God above, and that He will give us that strength, that encouragement to face what will uh, comes our way, and we will come out victorious. The battle is ours. The battle is won. Let us be encouraged and let us be in, be strengthened each and every day. Well, my friends, in closing, as always, uh, I always like to put this out there uh, for those who would like to share uh, these devotions. You can always find me right here on social media, Doctor Young seventy seven. If you um, if your friends or family don't do uh, social media, many don't. They can always find me at uh, uh, on our website at flbconline.com. And uh, or on YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young. And if you haven't already, sign up and subscribe to the Doc Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes, free of charge, audio only. But it gives you that you can listen to it on your way to work, at work, or at home as you're cleaning or whatever you're doing. <laughs> it gives you, you can listen to all of our devotions, all of our sermons. I've still got to upload uh, yesterday's uh, sermons, yesterday morning, and yesterday evening. And uh, I'll get those uploaded here in a little while. But uh, so, but you, always, you can always listen to those and all the devotions. So I hope everybody has a great day, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. And God bless. i